You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Hey, everyone, and welcome to an informative episode of Ask Drone You. Today's question is once again getting an update here on insurance as a whole. And there are a few updates, so uh, this might seem boring, redundant, mundane, kind of like your drive through traffic. But you know what? Sometimes mundane can be a nice break, a nice release, a, uh, a, a time to gather one's thoughts. At least it is for me sometimes. Me too. Yeah. So anyway. One of those reasons I love road trips. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Can't be doing a whole lot. Just learning. Man, road trips are the best for learning. Like, uh, yeah, I want to get through that book, Principles, now, after I've learned more about that book. Mm -hmm. I want to get through that one. But but anyway, that uh, today's show, we actually have an insurance guide on the website. If you go to thedroneu.com, check out that insurance guide. It'll help you make the right decisions regarding what insurance... Uh, to acquire, although we're going to be providing some more information uh, here in the show today. And I will tell you what I use and also give you some insights uh, because sometimes, dependent on the industry that you want to service, you they might require more insurance than, quote-unquote, the standard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, for example, I mean, there was, uh, I don't want to get right into it, but there was one industry, one opportunity we had here in New Mexico that we actually did not end up uh, taking, and they required, was it $5 million? I want to say it was... Probably at least. I yeah, think that's it was, not... That's not uncommon to use a double negative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was liability, and then I think it was a mil, uh, it was a very high amount on hull, which didn't really make any sense. So, um, yeah, I mean, some like utilities and so forth, they'll have you be up to ten million, I would imagine. Mm, yeah, which makes sense, right? It does so, exactly. Um, but that said, uh, today's question is brought to you by. Well, all of our good friends uh, here in the DroneU flight crew, just want to take a second to thank everyone here at DroneU who has really helped us through the hard times of last year and is still here. So grateful for people like Kirill, Mahesh, Gwarov, Steve, who's here now in the office. We're having a blast with Steve. Love having Steve here. That laugh is infectious. <laughs> it's so it's so true. He, uh, he is so much fun. Um, but also to uh, Varun, and I'm missing some here. Uh, Maroon, uh, Nico, grateful for you as well. And everyone else who's a part of the flight crew, because there are so many. Sometimes uh, I can't rattle off all the names at once. But from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Really appreciate you. So let's hear that question. Hey, Drone You. This is Nolan from Colorado. I'm currently in the middle of starting a drone side hustle. And if all goes well, to turn it into a full-time business. My question is regarding insurance. What do people use in the drone industry for insurance policies? What's affordable? Is there such thing as a pay-per-job insurance policy? Any advice is much appreciated. Love you guys show, and I listen all the time. Thanks. Hi, my name's Chris. I'm in Idaho. I've been flying drones for quite a while. I've been listening to your podcasts for quite a while, but I recently signed up for some courses at DroneU, and I'm really enjoying the coursework and the information that's being provided. My question is drones and insurance. How much insurance should we be getting? Should we get insurance on each drone? Should we be getting insurance on ourselves? 
Should we rely on homeowners insurance to cover it? And do we get insurance on ourselves or just the drones? Or do we insure the whole business for everything that we fly? Those of us who have multiple drones are wondering how much and how many and what we can do to get our drones covered. I think it's going to be important to protect ourselves, to protect our drones, and most importantly, to protect those that we fly around in case of safety or in case of issues. Thanks for your help in this matter, and keep up the good work. Thank you, uh, Chris. Really, really appreciate it. You laid that question out beautifully as well, and so I'm excited to dig into that as much as one can be excited about digging into insurance, and that's not because, uh, well... Nobody likes to pay for insurance. It's interesting how much of our monthly nut, be it personal, be it business, generally goes towards insurance. It's kind of uh, yucky. Don't even go figure it out because not really much you can do about it, except try to get your insurance down every year. I do have a broker that I use that I love. So if you don't have an insurance broker, I highly recommend it. I'll just say that off the top. A friend reached out to me just a couple weeks ago and said, or a few weeks ago and said, hey, I know you use a broker. And I really needed to get my insurance down. And so I sent him to my broker and he texted me a few couple weeks later, a few weeks later, whatever, and said, I cannot believe your broker saved me $3,000 a year on my auto insurance. So <laughs> I think brokers are great because they um, can help you get, uh, I don't know, sort of, they're going to understand the, the landscape better. So anyways, let's dig into some of these questions. I, I was actually just going to say randomly on car insurance, my insurance premiums just went down because of those freaking lane avoidance lights on the mirrors. I couldn't believe that. Yeah. Literally, those lights saved me $10 a month. So Hey, 120 yeah. bucks a year does better than a kick in the seat of the pants. That is so true. That is so true. <laughs> um, a few shares of something. Which is also another macro trend, and, and I feel like this is not applicable to the drone industry, but another macro trend that I see with insurance are all these apps that are out there, like Lemonade and whatnot. And I even tried that for renter's insurance, and I absolutely hated it. Like, apps, it it sucked because they it's they talk about being more convenient and all this, but it's not at all more convenient. They want more photos. They want more details. I mean, they were practically asking me for a 3D model of like everything that, <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like everything that like, was in my house. Well, I can do it, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to. So you know, I know I got this nice LiDAR on my phone, but no, no, no. I don't know. Maybe we should partner with Lemonade then and start doing 3D models mm, for, I'm just kidding. Morally, I'm kidding. nay. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I know you're kidding. Um, uh, but that does bring us to insurance. And I think that there's a couple of different things that we need to cover because there is not an end all be all solution. But I will tell you what I use uh, or what we use here at DroneU. Uh, and then uh, we'll cover GL. And then I want to cover a warning for everyone, because there is something that we have been talking about here at DroneU. And I'm not going to name any manufacturers, but I do want to just reiterate and I'll say it again later in the show. You need to make sure because you are the pilot. You are ultimately responsible. You need to make sure that you and your drone can actually follow and comply with FAA guidance because as soon as you have a claim, whole you, they're going to do everything that they can to investigate whether you are actually in compliance or not. And there are certain drones that actually are not compliant with FAA rules, but I don't think that we're going to get an answer from the FAA until there's a catastrophic accident, which there has been one now. And uh, I think that we're all going to learn the hard truth here very shortly. Um, but I just want to reiterate, no matter what you're doing, remember, FAA does not control this industry. Who does? 
insurance, okay? And so for everyone who's, you know, complaining about all the pilots who don't have their 107, and we've been hearing a lot about this recently, just remember, if those people have one accident, not only is their business over, but everything that they own and their everything that they've ever had, it, well, it's going to go away. It's gone. Because uh, when the insurance comes after you, it's never a good thing. And I actually give the example of, if you remember that car accident that I was in, 2018, down in Roswell, Roswell, got to say it like you're from there. Uh, for everyone else, it's Roswell. Uh, but uh, uh, they are still going after that. I feel bad at this point, that lady that I, uh, that I hit because she ran the red light. The insurance company is going after is her. Is going after her. And the reason that I know is because I get a monthly letter updating me because they say that they're going to give me my money back for the comprehensive deductible. Mm. And uh, I don't know. Look, we all make mistakes in life. and, and the Well, thing and accidents is, happen. Yes, they do. Although this was an egregious one. But uh, they do happen. And uh, I at this point, I feel bad for the lady. So, Kona. So anyway, sorry, uh, our <laughs> office dog is chewing on the switcher cables. So <laughs> we had, I had to say something. So she anyway. might be hungry. Yeah, she might be hungry. Well, she ate this morning. Anyway, so um, let's, let's get into the first thing. Let's do. Drone insurance. Okay, first of all, I always recommend having hull insurance. Hull insurance is essentially going to replace the aircraft in the case that you damage the aircraft, okay? So important to know, hull insurance, let's say you lose your drone or fly it into a wall, uh, you're going to get a new drone or whatever they agreed to pay you at the upfront signing of your policy. Here at DroneU, we are still using Skywatch. I actually really love Skywatch. Um, I have thoroughly enjoyed it. The Skywatch team is pleasant to work with. Uh, Brandon, uh, Alon, you guys are good people. Uh, I honestly find it super easy and I find it super convenient. Uh, also, and, and this is a quick shameless plug, for any of you out there who are looking for a legitimate way to reduce the costs of insurance, if you attend our flight mastery class and you pass the exam at the end, uh, you can actually get a significant reduced rate on your insurance because you have showcased your ability to navigate complex environments. Um, so I do want to put that out there really fast. That's also, you know, am I using Skywatch just because we are working with them? The true answer is no, not really. If I found something better, I would probably go to it. Um, but it works so well, Rob. It works so well. I've it never, is. I've never had a claim, but we've had students go through the claims process, um, and I've heard only good things so far. Mm -hmm. I know also that Skywatch does not work for drone programs and teams, at least maybe not yet. Uh, so you're probably going to be looking at global aerospace, uh, transport risk management. Uh, our good friend out in Colorado. Um, there are a couple of other options out there. Um, but when it comes to liability of you flying your drone, if you're a freelancer, gig economy, whatever, uh, or you're a single member LLC, I think you're going to find substantial value in Skywatch because you can also take drones or you can put drones on your, uh, your plan and take them off as necessary, which for some of the bigger carriers, they're like, what's your fleet? Okay, that's it. You know, and you're paying an astronomical amount of money uh, to, to 
you know, put a drone on there, you might fly once or twice a year. So I love the flexibility with Skywatch. And I feel like that is the true reason as to why we continue to use it, because they are flexible and um, they have solutions. If you're looking for a hull and liability, you can buy a monthly policy. Uh, if you do want to go by the day, you can do that liability wise. I don't think they'll cover your hull, though, if I remember correctly. Um, but Rob, you know, when it comes to uh, flying your drone and protecting the liability of you as the pilot from the drone, breaking things, crashing into things, hurting people or other animals, Skywatch is probably going to be the way to go. But I also am aware that that may not cover the entire business as a whole, which brings up general liability, Rob. I mean, for though for us plebes, uh, what is general <laughs> liability and why do we also want to pursue that for our business? And, I, and I'm asking this genuinely because I feel like I always need a reminder from Rob because Rob covers everything insurance related. And I know we have like 38 policies, so. <laughs> no, we don't. Um, <laughs> boy, it is something that I would like to streamline even to this day. It's, it's actually very difficult in this industry to do so. Hmm unfortunately. And so that, you know, it is what it is. So we've kind of pieced it together. General liability is basically just protecting you against accidents that happen um, at your place of business, for example, if somebody comes and they slip and fall or whatever. Um, those kinds of kind of freak accidents around your office, around your place of business, it's going to protect you against those things. So, you know, I've tried multiple different places, brokers, and even though I just applauded brokers and I still do. I've, I've tried a couple to kind of help us get a whole package deal for our business. And the reality is, is the prices, they were, they were astronomical. And I was really disappointed in what those numbers looked like. And part of the reason for that is that the insurers are just afraid of the drone industry or they have been, I haven't done it in probably six months in terms of looking, and it is a, an industry that's changing very, very quickly. And so, I, I mean, I was shocked at some of the prices that we were being shown. And part of that's because of our training business, and, and that's an element that we have to deal with. And some of the professional liability aspects that we have to deal with as well, which, by the way, um, that's not something that you mentioned, Chris, but it's something I would probably recommend you at least look into and then evaluate whether or not it makes sense for you. But professional liability is going to protect you against um, an accident that you or maybe a promise that you make and then the client says you failed to fulfill your promise and they sue you for damages or whatever. Um, that has to do with your services. So it doesn't protect, it's not related to your drone. It's not related to an accident per se. It's related to your actual services, maybe your deliverables. I think the risk that's is- That's important. That's 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 not something to just like, you know- uh, uh, Brush over. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. really important because we're seeing a lot more professional liability issues, especially uh, uh, in certain verticals of the industry. And I yeah. think that that's a really important thing to kind of harp on here. It is. It's certainly something for you you to talk to your insurance person about without a doubt. Let me say one other thing about insurance, and there are probably a few people out there that would disagree, but I would steer clear of trying to just tack this onto your homeowner's insurance. Oh, I got. I, I have something to say about that whenever you're ready. But Go ahead. Absolutely never. 
Absolutely never. Uh, no, I know that there's someone still prominent in the industry who shall go nameless, who still thinks it's okay to add uh, your homeowner's insurance. But if there's ever a commercial intent, it's not covered. And I mean, for most of the people that are audience, there is a commercial intent and it is not covered and you need a separate policy. So I think it's great to have the homeowner's insurance and, you know, have your drone listed on there in case it gets stolen or your house burns up or mm-hmm. a battery burns up or something. But as far as covering the drone liability, never. Yeah, homeowners. if you're talking about the liability of actually operating your drone in the in the business, and your drone within the business um, context, then yeah, I, it's going to be hard to find actual good coverage through your homeowner's policy and your homeowner's policy providers. But I don't know everything. We don't know everything, so you can certainly talk to your insurance person and. We've done a lot of research, although, again, it's been a little while. In the past, they've said, once we really dug, and because often they're going to say, because they're salespeople, right? And bless their hearts, they don't they don't mean ill will, but they're trying to sell a policy. And so their immediate response is, yeah, I think we can do that. But once you start pushing and prodding and asking them to check with underwriters, which you might want to get used to using that term, can you just check with your underwriters to make sure that this is going to be okay if something actually happens. That's where we've run into issues is when they actually go deeper. Or I might ask them, can you just like dig into the policy that you would actually be giving us and what the coverages are in there? And they'll look and they'll say, oh, you know what? You're right. That's really not going to be covered within this policy. They might have some, though it sounds weird, marine policy or something that might cover you, but that probably is then going to move into a commercial realm, right? So, so what we're saying there is that you could still potentially use the insurance agent that provides your homeowner's insurance, but ultimately they're probably going to need to get you a completely different policy for your commercial side. So even the state farms of the world, they might be able to do a good commercial policy for you within the the confines of a, a drone business, but definitely talk, ask good questions and ask them to dig if, if it's just not sounding right. In terms of whole, I don't know that I a hundred percent agree. I mean, I think we, what we do is an analysis on every single drone we have because we have too many to, I mean, if we put them all, typically what they do, the insurance companies, that is, they charge you 10% per year of the value of the drone to cover the whole, to replace it. And so if we've got a drone that just is sitting around and we don't use much, then we're not going to put it on our policy and have it covered because we're going to be spending whatever, tens or maybe a few hundred bucks to cover the drone and it's being used very little. The risk is very low. And so I'm going to choose to self-insure in that case. There's some of our more expensive drones, of course, where we put it on there automatically regardless. But then that's when it's being used. And Paul's absolutely right. You've got to have the liability for when the drone is in the air and you're actually running your business, working for clients, even for fun. You need to have it covered for the actual operation of that drone from a liability standpoint if someone is to get hurt, right? Or some property is to be damaged. General liability, we ended up getting it through our broker, which I use personally as well, and we've used Liberty Mutual for it. And I just totally did that separate. As a And, and I don't know how she did it because she ran into issues as well. We're very, obviously, you want to be honest with who you are and what you do. And I was very clear, obviously, we're a drone training business. But ultimately, I guess I just had to go deeper with her and say, look, I understand their 
And that's why you need a good broker because they have to be able to communicate to their underwriters because underwriters can push through some of these issues and some of these fears that they have. They have generally the power to do that. And so I just explained to her, look, this is our office. There's nothing going on here that would be any different than the doctor next door. Really? I would say a lot less liability than the, well, the doctor next door, but... Yes, but I'm... Yes. I'm not stabbing people <laughs> in the arm with needles. Absolutely. And of course, doctor's insurance is pretty expensive. So anyways, she was able to go to the underwriters and get it, get it taken care of for substantially less than, say, the global aerospace when we tried to package it through another commercial broker and get our insurance that way. I mean, I'm talking several thousand versus 1,500. It was a mm. massive difference. So it's just a matter of who you go to, have a good broker. Bottom line is, Chris, yes, we need to protect ourselves. You need to protect yourselves. Everybody needs to protect yourselves. Even though it sucks paying for insurance, we have to do it. Well, let me ask you one more question. Uh, workers' compensation. Mm -hmm. um, if I am a single member LLC, I'm a drone pilot, uh, but I had to hire some extra guys to go out in the field with me, and one of them steps in a tarantula hole in Hobbs in New Mexico, breaks their ankle. They're not going to get bit by the tarantula, by the way. They might get a little... It's more about the ankle issue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, should we have workers' comp in that particular uh, example? And again, the example is we are hiring contractors. Mm -hmm. And then I would ask the example of what if they're employees? Well, if they're employees by state law in most states, certainly in New Mexico... I don't know all 50, but I would be shocked if it wasn't the case in all 50. You're by law required to have workman's comp for your employees, right? So very important distinction that you just made for your W-2 employees, you're required. As owners, we do not have to have worker's comp for us. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It's just the way it is. As it relates to contractors, and this becomes a very important um, concern for you and your attorneys and the agreement that you use with your contractor, it's really important that it's written into that agreement that they take care of their own insurance because generally speaking, workman's comp will not apply to your contractors. So something that you definitely need to be aware of, good question, but if it's a contractor, it's really important. And this is typical. It's not like you're mistreating them. It's normal. Generally speaking, if you're working with a contractor, for example, Steve, he's a, he's a contractor and he's made that choice. Like he wants to be a contractor, right? It works for him. It gives him more flexibility. He likes taking care of his own taxes. We've offered him the opportunity to be an employee. And he said, you know, I think my wife's an employee. We kind of take care of the needs of, of that part of our world there, but I like being a contractor. So that being the case, he's responsible for all of his own insurance, and that's just part of being a contractor. He's effectively running his own business by doing so. It's part of being a business owner. So that's kind of the, the ins and outs of, of that, at least on the surface. So we've talked about aviation liability. We've talked about whole insurance. We've talked about general liability, and we've talked about workman's comp. Is there any other insurance that we should be aware of? Like, for example, let's say I bring my drones home, even though I own an office, and they get stolen. Who's going to cover that? I think that would be your homeowner's insurance if they're at your house. 
Hmm. But well, Rob, I've got some news for you. <laughs> but I don't know that for sure. I, I really don't know that for sure, and and it probably depends on all the policies in order, involved. In order to have homeowners insurance, you've got to be a homeowner. So. <laughs> well, then we're talking renters insurance, which can cover a lot of the same things as homeowners insurance. True, and in I terms should... of possessions, for sure. Yeah, true. One thing though that I ran into, uh, and why I don't have renters insurance right now, uh, is the fact that they said that if I use any of these electronics for commercial purposes, they won't cover it. Yeah. That's why I asked the question. Cause I was yeah. like, you know, I've run into this very specific issue, but if I remember when it comes to the drones and Skywatch also now covers cameras too, mm -hmm. Skywatch said, well, it's covered under our policy cause it's hull insurance. So, well, um, if you have a hole, sure. Yeah, yeah, if you yeah. Have a hole, so, sure. I just wanted to hit that though, because I know a lot of my friends have had that same issue, and, and just thought it was kind of important to touch on. So. Yeah, for sure. I, you know, the, one of the other things that I've been a little disappointed in is the ability to get blanket coverage. And you alluded to this early on when you were talking, but to get, say, coverage for ten drones up to this value, and. Again, the industry, the insurance industry is still kind of figuring out their risk matrix for the drone industry. And it's just been frustrating. And I think what they do is say, yeah, we're not quite there in terms of enough data to feel comfortable with our risk matrix. So we're just going to charge more. Yeah. And so it's still a little bit more expensive, at least as far as what I've seen. And if you guys out there have different stories or you have an insurance broker that you love that figured something out amazing for you, let us know. We'll definitely spread the word because we want that kind of information to be out there for people listening and members and so forth. All right. One last question for you. Um, DJI Care Refresh. Mm -hmm. uh, and I know some of these other drone companies are starting to offer uh, similar uh, coverages and whatnot. I know Sony... When they come out with their AirPeak, uh, I think that they're going to have something very similar. Yeah. Uh, albeit that is speculative. Uh, that said, if I paid for Care Refresh, mm -hmm. should I also pay for Hull Insurance? Because, hmm. and, and I ask that because I know, I'm not sure if you know this, but with Care Refresh, we don't actually get a brand new drone. We get a refurbished drone that's sent back to us. But with Hull Insurance, we're provided a check and we can purchase what we want. Um, so when it comes to care refresh, which if I remember is like 200, I think it's like 250 bucks for like a Mavic 2 Pro. Yeah. It depends um, on the bird obviously, but yeah. Care refresh, whole insurance. What would you prefer and why? Huh? Well, as I understand it, I mean, if they sent you a new drone and it didn't work, then you'd, I mean, it's going to work, right? So whether it's brand new or not, I... You're going to save money with Care Refresh over time. Like if you use that drone for two or three years, it's well, going to cost it, you less. I think it's. I think Care Refresh is time bound. By how much? Like I don't know. It's either one year or two years. I'm not sure. Oh. So, yeah. And I know you're also limited to how many times you can use it. It's like two, right? I, it used to be one. Now it's two, I think. I, I think, think it's two, but that's for the same price. And I think it's a relatively low deductible, like 50 bucks or something. Is that right? Uh, if even that. I yeah, am I not know. aware I'd need to look into that a little bit more. But I think um, typically what we've discovered is that getting care refresh makes sense. Mm. I mean, we've done that on many of our drones, right? This is true. If I remember. so We've only used it once. Or twice. No, twice. Yeah, for, twice. for whatever reason, we look at the analysis of how many times we've used Care Refresh more than we do putting the whole insurance on our insurance. Why mm -hmm. is that? 
I don't know, Rob, you're the data guy. <laughs> no, it's just funny. It's <laughs> the psychology of everything. It even creeps into this kind of a comparison. But, you know, I would compare prices on that. And if you have confidence in your insurance carrier, then ultimately I'd probably just go with the whole insurance. Yeah, no, I agree. And then the last point that I just want to bring up, which I said I would touch on is you need to make sure, and this is why you always want to follow rules of takeoff, rules of landing, understanding how far you're flying, understanding how to stop a flyaway. There's two different ways. Uh, Understanding orientation loss exercises and whatnot. All of these things are so critical to ensure that you follow, you know, FAA guidance. And if you do run into an emergency, that you are able to follow FAA guidance for whatever reason. And so the point that I want to bring up that I think is important without getting pejorative about manufacturers is that you have got to make sure that you are able to comply with FAA guidance because as soon as you have a claim, what's going to happen is that you are essentially going to be investigated in one way or another. And they're going to want to know if you were in compliance with FAA guidelines because that is the catch-all. That is the absolute catch-all that if you are not flying under FAA guidance, then you will not be covered for the claim. Um, Now, we have seen this hurt someone very badly in the New York area. And I just want want to remind everyone, you better make sure you know that drone. You better make sure that you're able to control it in the event of an emergency. And you better make sure that it's absolutely complying with FAA guidance because there are now multiple drones that uh, do not comply with Part 107 and thus do not comply with FAA guidance and thus claims would not be covered. And I've asked multiple people, I've asked insurance brokerages, underwriters, the whole nine, to give me an answer on this. And everyone is deathly afraid to answer it. And so, you know, we've asked the FAA to answer this question. And long and the short of it is, well, we're not going to get to that until something bad happens. I mean... Well, and I think ultimately that what you're bringing up is going to be determined on a case-by-case basis. So it's very hard for somebody to come on and generalize with something like that, for which there's not a a lot of experience and so forth. So we'll have to see how that plays out. Points well taken. Things you need to be concerned about for sure. And you also just have to keep in mind that insurance companies in the end, they don't want to pay your, they don't want to pay Mm -mm. your claim. I mean, you know, there are Mm -mm. some, there are companies that are good about it and they have good customer service. I've, you know, I think we've all probably had good experiences, bad experiences, but ultimately if there's a legitimate way for them not to pay it, they're going to find it. Uh, There was, that's a hundred percent right. By the way, there was a a post I saw recently in the commercial SUAS group where someone had given someone else absolutely horrendous guidance. And I wanted to correct that here on the show, uh, which is in uh, relation to, oh, don't lose it, Paul. Um, It's in relation to, uh, oh, hacking your drone and whether it's still, uh, have a warranty or is insurable. I've gotten answers back on both of this. Um, if you hack your drone, for example, to remove no-fly zones and you still acquired a Lance authorization to fly in controlled airspace, you are still flying under FAA guidance and you are still insurable and you are not voiding the warranty. So if you do hack your aircraft to remove the daddy features from China, then it is still 100% in compliance with FAA regulations as long as you follow FAA regulations. And the example is if you're in controlled airspace, yeah, you need a Lance authorization to 
fly legally and be covered. So mm -hmm. I just wanted to hit that really fast. Yeah. Good thought. Anyway, that's going to do it for us today. Hope this helped you. Rob, thank you, man. Oh, man. Thank you. Thanks for the question, Chris. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. If you, have a, if you have a question, sorry, Rob, if you have a question, <laughs> go to askadroneu.com. Uh, but that's going to do it for us today. Thank you to everyone. Thank you to all the DroneU members. We really do appreciate you. But that's going to do it for us today. We'll see you next time. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. We reject indecision, confusion, and vanity, for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, enthusiasts, experts, and apprentices. We are creators. We are the Drone Youth.